Introducing the Dark Girl Boss Podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss Podcast, not to be missed. Welcome, 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 Empresses, to the Dark Girl Boss Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Khadija Ward. This is episode one, Fix Your Crown. Your crowning glory, your power. We will go deeper into that a bit further on in the show. But firstly, let me tell you why I started the Dark Girl Boss Podcast using one of my original short narratives. For too long, the dark woman has felt the adverse impact of the African Holocaust legacy, in that she has been removed from her throne, treated less than a second-class citizen within a power structure dominated by those hell-bent on seeing her destroyed as the integral fabric of her nation. We, today's dark-skinned empresses of the African realm, must restore our rightful place upon the throne of greatness. We owe it to our ancestors who fought against the oppressors to rise up and be great once more. It is imperative that we, the current empresses, the young and not so young, must remember our goddess ancestors and draw upon their strength to replicate their greatness. I hope you enjoyed that narrative as much as I enjoyed putting it together. You see, I believe you're great and someone should be telling you that every day of your life and I want to do that. It is my belief that the ancestors chose me to restore your belief of greatness. I have a feeling inside of me that compels me to impart upon you power, self-belief and knowledge that has been denied you by division and destruction of the black civilization and the mental oppression of its people, your people. My DNA is your DNA. I love myself as a dark woman and I love you because you are me. We are one and so here we are, together displaying Empress unity, working on restoring our innate greatness. Incidentally, um, you will hear me use the term dark girl. However, the show's purpose is to embrace all of my melanated sisters and daughters. I understand that some of us are caramel or red skin, as we say in the Caribbean. My mother was red skin, as are many members of my family. As I'm dark, I refer to my own experiences as a dark woman. Yeah, so one of our episodes will be on the isms, colorism, racism, feminism, etc. But for now... Let's continue with this episode. Get ready, Empress, to fix your crown. You know, my entire business is built around the greatness of the African. The dark woman is just one element of it. And I say this constantly. I believe I'm great. 
I believe you were born great simply because your DNA says so. It's proven supreme and you are living proof of its magic. That is the magic of the black carbon called melanin. We live in the world of cosmic space of black. You are black on the outside and powered by magical properties of black energy on the inside. You are a black mass of energy, like a battery. You are charged by the sun. You have black cells called melanocytes. That is your greatness. Full disclaimer, I'm not a scientist, but I utilise the information provided to us by our African scholars whom have informed us of the intricacies of melanin and how it works. And it does not only give us our dark skin tone, it gives and does much, much more. So within you, there are melanin particles which circulate in an orbit called protons, solitons and electrons, which equals chemistry. That's chemistry with a K. K-E-M-I-S-T-R-Y. Chemistry, just like chemic. The black land, land of the black people. Melanin acts as an electron transfer agent, a system of communication that radiates and carries information. And biology is the method in which melanin controls cells. Melanin forms the entire nervous system. Every part of the nervous system has the black dots of melanin. It's the dynamic of every part of the cell. Everything communicates with everything else throughout the body. Your cells connect with each other throughout the entire body parts, the internal core of your being, as well as on the surface. Melanin controls how you look, how you think, how you grow, how your race can do all things that others cannot. It is your DNA, which runs throughout your entire being your physical, mental, intellectual, spiritual being. It is a holistic entity which transmits through your crown, your crowning glory of hair, and gives it its power. It's connected to the universe, the stars, orbit. You are mother of the universe because the physics of your melanin is superior. Supreme. Your melanin also gives you your unique outer beauty, your physical makeup, full beautiful lips, natural athletic physique, defined and muscular, and a rounded derriere. Not to mention the fact that you maintain youthful looks beyond anyone's comprehension. In other words, black don't crack. And that's because of the melanin. These are facts and my belief of the greatness of the dark woman is based upon fact you are black sterling from genes of greatness by nature you are divine and despite what people think or say you are not too dark to shine i got a bit poetic there which i like to do <laughs> 
Because of my belief in the dark woman greatness, I tend to create poems, quotes and narratives to demonstrate my belief. So I'd like to recite a poem, if I may, that I wrote especially for you. I hope you find it inspiring and soul-stirring. It's called Majestic Dark Girl. Here we go. Dark girl, you were born great. To know this fact, tis not too late. A DNA so perfect, it cannot be denied. For tis clear to see, through the human eye. Majestic, a goddess, an empress, a warrior so supreme is she. Sensual and luscious, how can it be? Her DNA is power, the key to our hearts. Melanin rich, like sculptured art. Astounding beauty, that makes one gasp. Hair so unique, tis like no other. Alas, dark mother, though your presence doth bless. Through the universe, feared, hated, envied and oppressed. For your superior DNA, they wish to possess. Dark girl, revel in your greatness, please do, even as they knock you from your pedestal. Your God-given stature needs no validation, for you, dark girl, are empress of the nation. End of poem. Hope you enjoyed that poem, Empress. I suggest you listen to the poem repeatedly and let the sweet words penetrate your very soul. Put your headphones on and listen to it when you're in your car at home relaxing, cleaning your home, cooking, or whenever you have free time. Repetition of positive narratives will ultimately lift your vibration of self-belief. Remember, feel great, do great. If you truly feel great about who you are and your ancestors, your life decisions and actions will reflect that. It's evident that the power of Repetition works also in the negative sense. The African Holocaust is an example of that. We were repeatedly told and shown that we were subhuman, which has become our our belief system, unfortunately. So to reverse that trauma that's resulted in self-hate, we have to repeat positive measures that restores our belief in our greatness, which is the whole purpose of the Dark Girl Boss podcast. Listen up, Empress. Those that have history of oppressing us are aware of the dark woman's power. I just gave you an overview of the power of your melanin. We reproduce genes of greatness, the magical melanated children. I feel one of my dark girl boss quotes coming on. We are warriors, childbearers, sisters, wives, nurturers, teachers, mothers. We are the dark-skinned empresses of the African realm. End of quote. Are you getting this, Empress? We are childbearers, a natural high honour. We carry the growing child in our womb and we bring forth the child into the world. The relationship between mother and child is already formed whilst it's in the womb. We nurture, we give him his foundation at birth and together in unity with the father, we raise the boy to become a man, a leader, 
and we raise in our own image the goddess girl child. We provide love and natural comfort to the family. We are the fabric of the nation. We, the dark woman, were revered and held in high regard as goddesses by the African man. Let's talk family. The ankh worn by your ancestors is symbolic of the family. It represents parents and child, the template of the family. The family being the foundation of any successful empire. As the women, our ancestors were also economic administrators, warriors in armies. We were teachers, educators, and held our children's education sacred. And now the system has caused us to hand over our children over to the system to be so-called educated. And through that so-called education system, they are fed the narrative that our kings and queens aren't good enough for each other, causing complete mental chaos and the split of the family. As women, we played a high-level role in the family and building of the African economic structure. As I said, the family of which the dark woman plays a significant and integral role was the foundation of the African empires. The empires could not be built without the input of you, the powerful, dark woman. Back in the world of our ancestors, children were extremely important. Um, They were the next generation of the bloodline and uh, of the empire. So they were really integral to the family. And we hear the term a lot now thrown around, it takes a village, but it was actually practiced back then. The whole community would be responsible for children, even if the children weren't your children. Um, you know, for whatever reason, if if children didn't happen to have parents, then they would be raised within the community. Now, what we see is a lot of our young children in foster care and in homes um, and being farmed out, you know, fostered or adopted by people that don't look like them, who have no understanding of their history, you know, of, of their DNA and what's required to really raise them and nurture them in in an environment that is conducive to what they require. We see, you know, that people, the likes of, you know, Madonna and, you know, other people adopting our children um, for their own agendas, you know. Um, but if we were to have our own empires now, in this day and age, we wouldn't see that because we would have our own infrastructures to take care of children that, for whatever reason do not have parents we would be able to do that but because we do not have any infrastructures any empires uh you know with institutions in them to cater to the needs of our family and our community our children have been farmed out to the state and that's even in the education system you know in the foster care system everywhere we we farmed them out so we need to look to actually restore what we had before in the times of our ancestors. We need to have those structures back where we can embrace our children and nurture them to to be the next generation of leaders that, that, that they ought to be. During the Holocaust and post-Holocaust, specific measures were taken to render us powerless. 
like the removal of our children, rape, the emasculation of our men, the division of the family, psychological warfare directed at our physical appearance, making us cover our hair until we believed we were ugly and hated the very characteristics that gave us our power. The psychological war on the African has been so powerful that centuries on our customs are lost and we have taken on customs of those that oppressed us. Sadly, we have become complicit in the destruction of the black family. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. But what better way to destroy the black family by making being single parents the norm? A higher percentage of of us are single parents. Abortion is seen as okay. I remember a conversation I had with my late mother. She once said to me she never took contraception or had an abortion. Her words were, when the babies come, you just, you just keep them no matter what. My mother bore six children and lost two through miscarriages, so there would have been eight of us. I mean, having lots of children was cultural for us, for, for the black um, the black community. But today, in this society, the norm is one or two or even none. The West have a whole system of what's nicely called planned parenthood. Contraceptives, abortions, making money from killing babies and the eggs of a black woman are priceless. During abortion, they remove your stem cells and after you've given birth from birth, they remove the placenta. That's why they cut the cord and take it away. Let's talk your divinity. I saw a video some time ago with a white man sitting with a group of black women um, offering them money. This is real. I saw the video with my own eyes. Offering them money for their DNA stem cell eggs and embryos. Okay, did you get that? He was talking about a procedure that takes out the nucleus, presumably that's something in the eggs or the embryos, and puts their DNA, their DNA as in the white person's DNA, into the the nucleus of the black woman's embryo or eggs. Then he talks about the black woman's genetic greatness that is that is not seen in any other race on the planet. He went on to say, Africans have a monopoly on this genetic perfection and we want some of that, he said. So, case and point, I told you that they know about your greatness and in my poem I told you that they want to possess it. You have to know about your own greatness and then and only then will you guard it as the priceless possession that it is. I know some of these subjects are hard to hear, but you have to understand the war that's being waged against us and why. Because we are great and the West wants to stifle our greatness, steal our greatness and manufacture their own fake great. I say fake great because by nature, the European is not great. And on that note, I'd like to tell you a story. I love telling stories. Stories are inspiring. Stories are powerful. Food for the soul. This is just a short story of when I demonstrated belief in my greatness and showed love for the skin I'm in as a dark woman. This story relates to the Queen Mother. So just to clarify, um, that's the Queen Mother of the late uh, Queen of England. Long before I became a published author, creator, entrepreneur and black liberationist. I was working in the soul-destroying nine-to-five corporate plantation, the European workplace, that is. 
I worked as um, an education personnel officer. Anyway, at that time, the Queen Mother was patron of one of the schools that I looked after. And she was visiting, so I was invited along um, to the school with others to meet her. We all stood in line while she moved along from person to person. And each person curtsied uh, as the Queen Mother approached them, said a few things, which is what usually happens in royal visits. As she approached me and stood in front of me, I did not curtsy. Did you hear me impress? I did not curtsy. I stood straight and I politely said, hello. Anyway, the Queen Mother accepted the fact that I did not curtsy and still initiated conversation. She commented on my clothes and said, that's a lovely suit you're wearing. I thanked her and she continued, asked if I had any children at the school, etc., I replied and engaged in small talk, but I did not curtsy. Why didn't I curtsy? Some may ask themselves. Well, I came from a long line of original queens. I believe I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And that's not arrogance. That's self-belief. I felt the Queen Mother wasn't worthy of curtsy. She wasn't regal. She wasn't majestic. Not a real queen in my eyes. And there are many legitimate reasons why I feel this way. Firstly, I know my glorious ancient story pre the enslavement of my ancestors. Second, I believe in the greatness of my ancestors. And third, I know the history of the Europeans. As a people, we have been taught to look up to these people as royal and believe that they are better than we. But how could I consider someone to be regal? with such a barbaric history, the blood of billions of Africans on their hands, and in addition, one that descends from a people that, not too long ago, never used to wash, and considered it not okay, but fashionable. Let's break it down. I don't know if any of you have heard of the Nosegay Bouquet. The Nosegay Bouquet was first introduced in the Middle Ages. Nosegay's um, bouquet is a small bouquet of, of flowers, warning the lapels of both European men and women. Because bathing was not performed regularly, clothes were often worn several days in a row, and there was little attention given to sanitation. Strong odours usually pervaded everyday life. So instead of smelling someone's stank body, by, by wearing these small bouquets, it was easy to turn one's head to the side and breathe the sweet-smelling flowers, thus keeping the nose gay, inverted commas, or happy. Oh my God, you knew you stank and masked it with flowers, right? These are people we're supposed to be calling royal. But anyway, by the time um, Queen Victoria um, ascended the throne, it was considered fashionable, must have, all part of the non-washing, considered fashionable and okay. Seems to me that that is one characteristic of barbarianism. And these are people that we have to consider royal and look up to. Let's go further. Also, I knew the real history of the European. The king and queen concept, along with jewels and resources, was stolen from Africans, and they kidnapped us and tried to mimic our lifestyle. Through covert operations, the UK enslaved more Africans than the USA. They placed our ancestors across the Caribbean, which was a profitable centre for British slavery. The Holocaust built the British Empire, and the first ever enslaved African voyage conducted by Britain was personally financed by Queen Elizabeth I. 
and continued to be financed by kings and queens thereafter, right up to the abolition of the slave trade in 1807. These are historical facts. I should also add the fact that due to the abolition of the slave trade, slave owners were financially compensated for not being allowed to have um, slaves anymore. And um, they was compensated for about up to 200 and uh, maybe up to 180 years, um, right up until 2015, the British taxpayer, yeah, the UK taxpayer has been paying, has been paying that debt. It was about 20 million back in the day. And now it amounts to billions in today's currency. I actually cover this subject in a bit more depth in my book, Black Sterling. So with that information in mind, do you really think I should have curtsied to the Queen Mother? The answer, hell to the no. So there you have it. Feel great, do great in action. Okay, let's talk your crown. We've been fed the notion through centuries of oppression, social constructs and psychological warfare that the Queen and the likes thereof is great, better than us. So we don't see ourselves as great. They tell us we're ugly, make us feel ugly, make us hate ourselves. They make us hate our crowning glory, our hair, to an extreme. As the erudite Malcolm X once said, who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? A very profound question. They teach us to hate our hair, but in the 21st century, they appropriate it. Some of you may be old enough to remember the Caucasian actress, Bo Derrick, some of you may not, from the film 10 in 1979. She had her hair in braids with beads at the end of the braids. She made her entrance as she emerged from the beach and everyone loved the scene and her hair. As we all know, it's an African hairstyle that dates back from ancient times. Anyway, she caused a sensation. The whole world was talking about her. They loved it. Well, I happened to have my hair in braids and some idiot who I worked with said to me, Oh, you have a Bo Derrick. My eyes nearly popped out of my head and steamed from my ears just like in cartoons. What a damn cheek. They named the hairstyle after her. So infuriating. European women morphing into black women has been going on from time and receiving credit for it. I say, go look on the pyramids and see the same beautiful hairstyles worn by my ancestors. Let's talk power of your unique hair. The black woman is the only woman in the universe with Afro hair that stands on end and points upwards towards the sky. Your hair acts like antennas. Your crown is a transmitter, a receiver of energy. It is power. Your crown is essentially receptors of cosmic information that aid in the guidance of understanding and accessing realms or dimensions beyond the one we are in now. Like a car radio detects signals from a local station, your crown detects energies. Many of the gadgets we see and use today, such as the radio, the telephone, is based upon 
the black print of your melanin. Abilities that we, as a people, once possessed. You have been carefully studied as a science project for centuries. That, incidentally, is another Dark Girl Boss podcast episode. However, hair is your heritage. Hair tells you who you are, where you come from. Hair is power. Hair is confidence. It's your crowning glory. Your crown distinguishes you from any other race of woman on the planet. What does that tell you? It tells me that your difference makes you naturally regal, divine, supreme. Your hair is how it is due to the content and construct of your heavily melanated being. The knowledge regarding the power of our crown has been taken from us since the Holocaust. Question. Why do you think, during the enslavement of your ancestors, they were prohibited from taking from talking about anything about themselves prior to enslavement? That's because, in addition, the written word, which incidentally our ancestors left in writing in the pyramids so we could know our story, we also passed down through story the spoken word. And so... If it were prohibited, then with each generation, we would forget our power and abilities. Mission accomplished, slave master. So we have brought into the notion that our hair is something to be hated. Somewhat similar to the biblical story, Samson, where his power was in his hair and his enemy found out this fact and sent the woman Delilah to seduce him, cut off his hair, thus rendering him powerless. Disclaimer, I'm not a follower of the Bible, but the story of Samson and Delilah seems to run parallel with the European destruction of the black woman's hair. And where do you think the story of Samson was taken from? It was taken from the knowledge of Afro hair, your hair. Think about it. A race of people with completely different hair to every other race of people on the planet. It will cause envy. It will cause curiosity. It will cause others to study the beholders of this unique hair. And those that oppress the people with this unique hair will make them hate and cover it. As they did during the Holocaust. They even made it law. Under British rule, South Carolina in the United States passed the so-called Negro Act of 1735 which required black women to wear their hair bound in a kerchief. There are also reports of European women almost forcibly shaving off the hair of enslaved African women. That sounds like a severe case of envy and hate to me. During the Holocaust, our ancestors were creative with their hair. In that particular hairstyles like cane roll was used as roadmaps in the strategy of escape. We also took rice seeds and okra seeds in our hair. Wow. Roadmaps carrying rice seeds and okra seeds in our hair. That, to me, is genius in action. The power of the dark woman. We weren't allowed to read or write, learn, talk about our African story, if indeed we remembered it by then. Yet still we constructed genius plans of escape. And the construct and structure of our hair allowed us to carry things such as rice and okra seeds. 
Check this. European hair cannot carry that off. Fact. But sadly, today, there is unappreciation for our unique crown. Post-slavery, our attitude towards our natural hair has changed. For starters, we try to imitate the European woman's hair by completely changing the structure of our hair using chemicals. Some of us may or may not know this, but changing the structure of your hair takes away its power. And don't forget these chemicals go into your bloodstream, your nervous system, which is bound to upset your unique makeup. Having unique hair completely differently to any other race on the planet, being oppressed by such people and changing your hair structure with chemicals to mimic theirs begs the question posed by Malcolm X. Who taught you how to hate the texture of your hair? We can make every excuse in the world to ourselves, but the bottom line is we are imitating white women's hair when we straighten our hair and wear straight weaves. We need to ask ourselves, do we think straight hair is better than ours? Also, think about this. We have now made it easier for people to look at us in a palatable way because we have changed the structure of our hair, making ourselves look like them. We are trying to fit in and when we should be appreciating our unique difference. Even in this day and age, workplaces and schools have a problem with our unique hair. I'm telling you, your hair is so powerful that it brings people to their knees. They cannot bear to look at it as it tells them what they are not. So reverse psychology is used to make you hate it. Remember, 60s, 70s, civil rights movement, 90% of us rocking froze and natural hairstyles. When you see a group of people coming towards you looking like that, it looks so powerful because it is powerful. I say, fix your crown and wear it proud. I also say, be mindful about who you buy your hair, your hair care products from. And I'm talking about purchasing power here of the um, the dark woman, the melanated woman, as economics is intrinsically linked to your power as the dark woman. Remember, I said we are the fabric of the family, the nation, and we unite with our kings to build empires. We can't build empires if we are giving away our wealth, away to other races to help them build their empire. I'm not going to mention names, but... Take a look at some of our celebrities, multimillionaires and even billionaires. All that wealth. Do we have collective empires as a black nation? No, because they don't know who they really are. That crown is far from fixed. They give their wealth back to the oppressor because they don't have belief in their genes of greatness. They don't build empires for their dark peoples because they just don't believe in it. Their mind is still in chains. Again, I mentioned my book, Black Sterling, as it is significant to this topic. One of its chapters is called, Do Packs Have Afros? And the answer is, no, they do not. As Pax is an Asian-owned hair and beauty store, 
that specialises in the Dark Woman's products. It started in the UK in the 19, in 1990 as one shop in North London's Shroud Green Road. It now has a multi-million pound turnover on the back of the Dark Woman's wealth. They describe themselves as follows. An Asian-owned black hair and beauty chain specialising in African and Carib- African Caribbean hair and beauty products for today's fashion conscious consumer established just over 27 years ago our family run destination icon for millions of African and African Caribbeans all over Africa, Europe and the Caribbean who regularly rely on packed cosmetic centres for products specifically developed for Afro consumers here in the UK the black Hair care industry is worth around 13 billion. In the US, it's worth around 400 billion. As the PAC statement says, millions of you have supported their growth, which means there are more than enough of you to support the growth of black owned hair care businesses. Am I right in saying that? We allow others to sell us products that are, u- that are unique to us. That's crazy, right? All that wealth should go to your people selling your products. The power of economics equals empire building. It's up to you, the powerful dark woman, to reunite your nation. You may be thinking, that's a heavy burden, an untenable task. And why should it be my responsibility anyway? I'm living my life. I'm good. Answer. You are the fabric of the nation. Mother Earth, you yield uncomprehendable power and you have always worked behind the scenes to maintain the family, maintain unity and build empires with your mate, the Dark King. During enslavement, using your hair as maps and to carry food, who thought of that? Genius plan, you did. Don't underestimate your power, your genes of greatness. And you owe it to your ancestors, to yourselves and the next generation to come to rise as the great empress you are. To win the war, we have to recognise we are in one. As our badass warrior queen, Asata Shakur said, the oppressed don't get their freedom by appealing to the morality of the oppressor. And following on to that, a dark girl boss quote, don't beg for power. Take it. Listen in to next Sunday's episode, Badass Warrior Queens. I hope this episode, Fix Your Crown, has given you food for thought and helped to raise your vibration and ignite your natural power. Remember, believing in your genes of greatness is the road to restoring your rightful place on your throne. Feel great. Do great. Empress, Recognise your greatness and revel in it, for you cannot wait upon your oppressor to validate your God-given natural stature. That's another Dark Girl boss quote for you. Before you go, I'd like to talk to you about something I've created, especially for you. My new platform, the Dark Girl Boss Private Community. A support system, a family. It's an extension of the Dark Girl Boss podcast, as I would love to hear from you and interact with you further. Hear your thoughts about the show, create deeper connections, collaborate, cover all things Dark Girl Boss with positive, safe discussions. 
live virtual video meetups and events. See and feel the energy of other empresses as we connect in real time. Happy hour bonding sessions, fun challenges, guest speakers, post your videos and comments, Q&As with me, your host and much more. It's much better than Facebook, better than WhatsApp. No trolls, just people like you. To eliminate the trolls and engage dark girl bosses that are serious about restoring their greatness and empire building. There is a small one-off joining fee. You can pay whatever you believe is the value of what you will receive from the private community. But there is a minimum fee of £5, which is about 6 or US dollars. This is a promotional price as the platform is new and you have taken the time to listen to the Dark Girl Boss podcast. This small one-off fee promotion will expire next Saturday, the 5th of February. Thereafter, it will become a monthly subscription for newcomers, anyone that joins thereafter. Not those of you who have joined on this fixed rate now, today. So this is your action step for today. Get in there now. Go to darkgirlboss.com and join. Once you join, your fun challenge is to post a video of yourself just 30 to 60 seconds or however long you like, introducing yourself and telling us why you believe in the greatness of you. Again, video is great as it will prevent the trolls joining. So to sign off, I say rock that beautiful fro, swing that great body, flash that glorious smile. This is the Dark Girl Boss podcast where we unlock the greatness of the dark woman. This is Khadija Ward, and I'm out. Introducing the Dark Girl Boss podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss Podcast, not to be missed.